In light of the saddening and tragic news regarding residential schools in Canada, we would like to issue a content warning for this episode arc. Though these episodes were recorded in January and have no direct affiliation, these episodes do contain content regarding searching for a body and a gravesite. Listener discretion is advised. We at the Fantasy Fantasia podcast stand with the Indigenous peoples of Canada. Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. With the help of Carrots the Pony, Iris was able to make a quick getaway from award-winning tabloid journalist Reed Moore. She was able to enlist the aid of barn animals, including two bloodthirsty ferrets, who helped get Reed on her side. Meanwhile, Dr. Egan, Zack, and Evelyn aided the volunteers in finding Abel, and there made a crucial decision to put an end to Bull Steel's brutality once and for all. With some magic and skill, they planted a fake Bull Steel badge at the crime scene. Eventually, both groups met up and led Reed Moore to the crime scene at last, while Iris discovered where Kane really was. You see, it turns out Bull Steel kidnapped and tortured Kane, demanding to learn the secrets and mysteries of the campus. Kane learned that the demonic bestie is pitting his two puppets against each other in order to find who is superior for the dark days on campus to come. Kane obliged, and the two began an epic battle. Welcome back to the conclusion of our Read More arc guest starring Dan McDonald on Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 28 The Top Story Our camera opens on Iris riding carrots at great speed flanked by two vans. One is the high van driven by Zack, and the other one driven by Reed Moore is the AMBS News van. It's taken you all about 15 minutes to get there, but as you get there, you notice that there is a sizable crowd now. And Zack, as you get out of the car, Travis runs up to you and says, Dude, they found Bull Steel's badge! We found Abel's body! Oh, whoa! What are the chances of that? So as we're getting out, I run over to um, Iris and I kind of, uh, kind of come up behind her and whisper in here, I'm actually Egan. Shh. Oh, yeah. oh, hi, hi. Um, listen. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. This is perfect. And I explain everything. I saw, explain what I saw. I say, can you pretend you like heard it on your walkie-talkie so Reed will think it's credible and we can go there and hopefully catch Bull Steel in the act or whatever? Because he's definitely not at the police station. Uh, yes. Um. Okay. But first, we have to. We have to um, take this evidence. There's a reason we have to get hold of this, the, the evidence that we, we found by the body okay. first, okay? Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'll, I'll take care of it, okay? Reed, a teenager, like a long, gangly teenager talking to Zach, who's wearing um, 
like one of those stoner sweatshirts and just reeks a pot is like, holy shit, you're Reed Moore! <laughs> yes, I see you've heard of me. Yeah, dude, I read your article about how the slasher genre is dead, and uh, it was radical! Uh, yeah, you're gonna love my next book coming out. I'm thinking it's gonna be a book anyway. If I think I'm looking at what I'm looking at, what is going on out here? <laughs> okay, it's it, it's crazy. Here, I, we 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 found Abel's body, and it turns out Bull Steel's badge was there. What? But but wait a minute. Bull Steel's badge was found near Abel's body. You found the body, and you have Bull Steel's badge. <laughs> here, here, here. We'll show you. Come on. Come on, come on, follow me! And he, he like, shows you where to go, Reed. Do you follow? Uh, yes, I think I would follow. I want to get some shots of this badge, uh, just to get proof down. I want to get a shot of the body. Uh, yeah, he's in, like, full-on reporter mode now, pulling out his <laughs> own camera, getting pictures, you know. Uh, where did you find the body? Uh, where was the badge in, in relation to the body? Well, here, Mr. Remore, just just follow me. I'll bring you to the burial site. And as you head over there, Remore, you can hear your assistant going, God damn, lens cap, come on. Don't mess with me now. And as you approach, Reed, you can see, a, like I said, a sizable amount of the volunteers have gathered around. And at this point, you can see very clearly that it's a deep hole that they have dug. And there is a body in there. Um, presumably, it's able right now. It's covered up. Everyone's kind of paying respect to it right now. Um, but even there, Travis goes, and hey, look at, you can see the badge. It's right down there. We haven't touched it yet though. Cause it's evidence, but no, it's, it's there, man. I, I don't know what, what else to tell you. I, it was bull steel. It has to be. Hey, everyone. Uh, somebody give me an evidence bag. I need to bag this. With your disguise, you definitely have one, Egan. Okay. All right. So I take out an evidence bag and, uh, I say, stand back everyone. And I, uh, take out like a little glove and, and I, I reach in and Ho I pull Hold on, hold on. Before you before you pull it out, let me just get a couple shots of this. Uh, Brian, Brian. Yep, I got it, boss. I, I I think I think I got it. And you can see he zooms up and he goes, "Yeah, boss. I'm looking at the badge close up. It, it does say Bull Steel." Holy shit! I was afraid of this. So Egan, with that bagged oh. evidence, what do you want to do with it? Okay, so um, puts on the gloves and uh, and reaches in and takes it out and. And puts it in an evidence bag and, and seals it up and puts like a little red tape over it and and then he and he says to the group, Good work, everyone. <sighs> Poor Abel. Where the hell is Bull Steel? And and you hear the group getting mad, you're like, Yeah, this is <laughs> corruption at the police force, yeah Now, 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 now. <laughs> we will take care of this. We are going to find Bull Steel and I'm gonna now I have the evidence. I'm gonna take this back and I'm gonna make sure this is in, in good hands. And, uh, and I'm going to go into the woods because, um, Evelyn, what happens to the hex once, like, because it's going to disappear, right? I think, yeah, it would just disappear. Yeah, like, I think I can reverse it anytime I want. Okay, so I kind of wink at Evelyn and I kind of disappear into the woods and I try to find a spot where I can kind of hide both the evidence bag, which, which will soon have nothing in it, as well as the coat. And I'm going to come back as Egan. Okay, so Egan, as you sneak back into the forest with the badge, you can kind of give Evelyn the, the wink to end the spell there, the nonverbal cue there. Reed, you have a significant amount of time of footage on that badge. So with that evidence, is there anything else you'd like to do right now? Right now, I would say, hey, Kevin, Kevin, you're rolling, you're rolling on me, on me right now. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Reed, we are rolling and ready. Hair's good, okay. Nose still roughed up. I want to have a little bit of blood, but not too much. I'm Okay. Oh, yeah, you look great. You look like okay. a Paul Rudd right now is how I would describe you. 
Hey, this is well, we're going to film, 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 film. This is Reed Moore on scene right now. We just found. I hope you're getting all this. We just found the body, the body of the missing student Anne. In a drastic, dramatic turn of events, it is being pinned on a campus security police officer by the name of of above. Steel, steel, bull steel. I'm surrounded by students right now. This is unfolding. We found the body. We found the badge which he carelessly left behind. And now we have very good reason to believe he has another student held hostage. We might be stopping a murder tonight. We are going to go now and (laughs) find bull steel and potentially save this student's life. I'm Reed Moore with you all the way. (laughs) <laughs> iris is like iris is like pacing waiting for um egan to get back and deliver the news to reed so they could get to kane she's like like looking at like trying to like find her she's like where did she go where did she go um and then um so egan emerges and and uh says oh there you are oh my goodness i i've been looking all over for you i i figured you Hi. might be the lake um we have to um I, I, I just got word that there was um, a sighting of a, a van, and they suspected that that um, there was an officer of bullsteel. I, I just, <gasps> I, I heard yes, um, up north uh, of oh. where we are right now. Oh my gosh, Reed, are you? We, we need to go. Are you telling me there's a van, and you think bullsteel is in the van, potentially with the student? Yes, we, we had we caught word of the police scanner. They were they were saying that um, that at one of the the um, what are those called Road, roadblocks um, that that uh, they let somebody by, and it turns out it was, it was Officer Bullsteel. Holy oh. shit! He was very distressed. So I'd... we need to go now. Someone, uh, fire up the donkey, uh, Stacy. <laughs> uh, fire up the van. <laughs> yeah. Okay, boss. Let's go find Bullsteel. <laughs> okay, so is everyone going back to that van pony van combo of traveling, or what do you want to do? I feel like Iris feels bad for um, of a carrot, so she'll probably hop into like Reed's or one of one of the cars. Which one do you want to hop into, Iris? I'll hop in Reed's. Reed's. Okay. Yep. So right now we have Egan, Evelyn, and Zach in Zach's van. Zach, are, I assume you're you're the one driving. Yeah. Um, can I also bring the hive with me? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yo, boss, where do you want us to go? Uh, yeah, we gotta get there, man. Hey, uh, random people uh, in the background, aren't you pissed <laughs> off that this pull steel guy is is fucking with our campus? Roll manipulate an NPC, but add plus one because this group is pretty riled up already. Oh God, that's an eleven. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you just hear them shouting in unison, Yes, we are! You even see one of them in the back has a burning pitchfork. You don't know how it got there, but, you know, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, we're going to go on ahead. If shit goes down, uh, meet us there. We're going to catch us a pig. (laughs) So, Zach, like any classic monster movie, you have now made an angry mob that is going to attack the beast, as it were. That's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> and when you get back in the car, Alexis sits down and says, Wow, I'm, I'm really glad that everything worked out with Abel as well as it could. And good job, Zach. Thanks, man. We got some freaky shit going on, so buckle up. Yeah, this is crazy. Hey, um, I'm glad that uh, you're safe. I know the bull steel's kind of a bit crazy, so. Yeah, man. Uh, between you and me, uh, uh, 
kill two birds with one stone, get my buddy out of uh, prison, and uh, fuck up Bullsteel? How could we go wrong? And Zach, she leans in and she kisses you and she says, that's for you. And she taps your butt and she says, that's for me. (laughs) Well, uh, he reciprocates the kiss and then reciprocates the slap on his own ass and says, well, that's for me too. Are you guys going to play booty bongo all night or are we going to go? Booty bongo, let's go drive now. (laughs) Okay, so we have all the hive in the back of the hive van and then Egan... Evelyn and Zach, you're kind of all sitting Scooby-Doo style, like in in the front seat there. <laughs> and as for the AMBS news van, um, Reed, are you going to be taking the helm and driving? Um, maybe yeah, because he's so pumped up, he's just gonna yeah, he's just like hopping in the seat and he's ready to go. Cool. Okay, so your your cameraman is rolling the entire time right now. Yes. Nice. So they'll they'll capture this like drive thing, the whole thing. And Iris, you're also kind of um, standing in the back, in between both of their seats, kind of leaning in the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. So as you all head north, especially based on Egan's information and Iris's vision, um, Iris, what would you like to do right now? She says, "Oh yeah, um, Egan. Egan told me everything. I think I know exactly where this is." She goes, "Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure that." Full Steel is like working with Kane's demon. What? How, yeah, she, how she, do you know? Well, he he saw the demon with with Full Steel, so I think Full Steel can have a bit more power than we think. Oh no, that's not good. So just be careful, you guys. Okay? Yeah. Thank you for telling us that, Iris. Mm-hmm. I think you know we need to go in ready for anything now that we know that. And Egan, I think that's enough for you to deduce why the plan that worked so successfully in the forest, why it didn't work, right? Because Bullsteel does have the demonic powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you did smell sulfur, so I feel like this is kind of all coming together in one moment for you here. I feel like Iris ran up and said this, like she probably forgot about it. They were just about to drive away in Reed's car and she went, wait, 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 one thing, and then she ran to like the door and told all three of them that. So as you all take off with all the relevant information intact, Zach and Ree, can you both give me a hold steady rolls? I just want to see how well you navigate the dark roads right now. Okay. Sure. Boom. <laughs> That's a 12. I got a 10. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yes, so, here yeah. we go. Uh, Zach puts on an 8-track player that's just labeled chase songs and just puts the pedal to the absolute metal. (laughs) Yes, so as you both hightail it northward into the forest to rescue Kane, you rolled so well with ease that we see that you two are driving with these like graceful weaves in and out of each other, navigating the tight roads in the rain. But at this point, lightning has begun to flash in the sky and illuminates just these bright flashes as you head closer and closer to Bull Steel and Kane as shit is about to get really fucking real. And our camera fades away. Our camera opens back on the demonic battle in the van. Kane, we are back to you. Now, the van took a very sharp turn to the right, and it's throwing you both against the wall and landed, and he's just temporarily has you pinned. What do you do? All right, so he's in it to win it, so he's going to spend another string, bringing him to four strings with his bestie, which means he only has one left after that before he becomes his darkest self. He's going to... 
use his bargain elsewise power so he could use this, a move from another skin. And he's going to use Scent of Blood from the Werewolf skin. So it'll add one to all rolls against those who have been harmed in the scene already. And since I got him one harm on that first roll, it's going to give plus one to all my rolls against him. Nice. Awesome. So give a roll for Volatile. I assume that you want to you, you keep on fighting. Oh, yeah. This is just a straight, like, <laughs> fist to fist. Like, he's not thinking. He's just trying to pummel him. Oh, my God. Double sixes for a 14. <gasps> Holy nice. shit. Damn. Okay. So what I'm going to do, Avery, is I will pull another string on you. Okay. But before I do that, it's not going to affect your roll or anything like that. That was an incredible fucking roll. So what would you like to do to Bull Steel right now in terms of your initial attack here? Literally, it's a test of strength. I need to prove my strength. I'm literally going to pick him up off of pinning me and just turn him around and smash him into the ground. It's all about dominance. Okay. So this is a very tall van, so this can easily be accomplished. And Kane, you feel this, and this anger, this demonic power swells through. And Kane, you pick him clear up, and he is four times your mass. He is incredibly large, but yeah, you do, Kane, and he's in fucking bewilderment. He has no idea. You see the driver looks back and see, see what happens. He says, what should I do, Bullsteel? Oh Keep fucking driving! He yells at him. And Kane, you bring him down so hard that you hear the floor break uh, in terms of the van floor, and you can hear it scraping against the dirt as you have punctured a hole through the van with Bull Steel's mass, essentially. And Kane, because you rolled so I'm going to give you a bonus, he is just flat on his back prone, and now you have him pinned down. And Kane, this is where I'm going to hit you with the condition. Okay. So, Kane, as your demonic bestie pulls a string again on you, you just feel nothing but rage. Deep power and rage as your pinned bull steel down. And, Kane, in that moment, like, all the happiness, all the beautiful moments with Iris, all the forgiveness, all the moving to a better direction, you feel that just melting away Ooh. from you. And you get brought back to being that scared little boy in his room, hearing his parents arguing in the other room, worried that one of them is going to come in and cause you harm as well. And that is never going to happen again. And that sort of anger, that that com commitment, and that it just tunnel visions you. So, Kane, the condition I'm going to give you is corrupted oh. so essentially you can get out of it but it's gonna take and somebody extra special to do that for you it's not quite dark as self but close that makes total sense yeah he's like not holding back at all so what would you like <laughs> to do now <laughs> okay i haven't pinned down i want to try to punch his face through the floor so that it removes the floor and then if that's successful, I, my plan is to take his face and smash it into the ground that's moving under oh this driving truck. Oh my god! My god. All right, give me a plus volatile roll again. Let's do it. All right, so first things first, we got to get his face through the truck. That's a 10! Um, yes. Two eights god. plus two. Or oh uh, an eight god. plus two. Okay, Holy so shit. on a lash out physically plus 10 roll, uh, you deal them harm and you choose one. The harm is great, you gain a string on them, or they need to hold steady to retaliate. I'm going to say the harm is great. He's so focused on just pummeling him. 
Okay, so with that roll, Kane, he's gonna try to wind up and punch you right now. You have him pinned, and you dodge, and his momentum kind of actually turns him over, so he lays on his stomach. And Kane, you grab the front of his head, and you repeatedly, over and over and over again, hit his head off the metal of the floor. And you can see that crack that you made when you dropped him grow more and more and more and more of the ground is being shown. It doesn't quite get through all the way, but Kane, it's so bad on both steel that finally after you're done, you take a sudden lift him up and he just spits out a ton of teeth. And with one angry roar, he just summons all of his anger and might and strength and kicks up and throws you at the back of the van. And Kane, you go flying towards the back of the van and you crash through the back door. Now, Kane, please roll hold steady for me because I want to see if you can grip as you fly out towards the outside <laughs> of the van. Okay. Oh, that's a seven. Just squeaked it in. <laughs> oh okay. So partial success. So, Kane, you hit the back doors really hard and they fly open and you sprawl your hands out. And, Kane, the tips of your fingers just managed to hold on. You're holding on by like three fingers, Kane. It's not good. You can feel the wind and the rain pelting you in the back as you're getting pulled along by the wind created by the backdraft of the car. Lightning is crashing from the sky. Bullsteel stands up with his bloodied face, spits out a hunk of blood and walks forward, and Kane, behind him, you can see your bestie smiling, his smile going all the way up to his temples, and he goes, Go ahead, Bullsteel. <laughs> Prove that you're better. I intend to. And Kane, just as all hope seems lost, two sets of headlights turn on behind you, and you see two vans racing towards you. Now, Kane, from their perspective, what do they see when you turn around and look at the source of the light? At this point, Kane is so fueled by the demonic rage, and even with the further string pulled of corruption, he doesn't even look human. Like, his veins are black, his skin is so gray, his eyes are completely black, there's blood everywhere all over him. He almost looks like a monster hanging on the back. Like, it's very hard to even see it as Kane. He snarls no. at you guys. Be because, Iris, you are leading the front car, you know what you're looking at, and you can see how fucked up Kane is and how in danger he is. Her heart drops, and she's, she um, she turns to Reed and says, Okay, um, maybe maybe you need to stop here and and make sure that you you get this filming. Or, or I guess you're filming now, but maybe you should stay away. This could get dangerous, Reed. Johnny, Johnny, grab your camera, get it, and get everything you can on camera now. It's going down. <laughs> he even pokes his head out of the car, and he's, like, leaning out of the car filming this right now. <laughs> Kane roars at him with this demonic voice. <laughs> uh... Iris is gonna returns to or Iris turns to Reed and goes, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step away for a second. I'm gonna try to do something, but just I'm not running away. I'm just I'm trying to do something, okay? Has anyone called the police? We have a potential murderer here that we are seeing. <laughs> we are seeing an altercation going down right now. Bring I, I, the police. It's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure someone's called the police. She's uh, she she turns to Reed and says, okay, I'm gonna do something. Just just don't worry about it. Uh, she's gonna go to the back, um, the the back of the van, and she wants to try to get up on on top of the car. <gasps> oh my God! Yes. Roll hold steady for me. Oh no, it's not gonna go well. Come on. Oh, actually, come that's on. not. Uh, that's a seven. Oh. So Reed, you you see from like the review mirror that Iris is crawling out of your window onto the top of your van. In the rain, it's slippery up there, but you manage to stand and you see that they're driving and Zach's van is parallel, but just behind. Okay. 
Um, shit. So they, they all see her on top of the car. Um, oh god, I don't know. Yeah, what they do. definitely see you. Yeah. So like Egan, Zach, and Evelyn, you see that Iris is standing on top of the van. What is she doing? Yo, I'm gonna meet Iris. Uh, somebody take over the vehicle. <laughs> uh, I guess it would be me, huh? Egan, you lean over and you're holding on to the reins right now. Uh, yeah. Just get me out of the, in front of the car. I've got an idea. He's going to climb out the window. All right. She speeds up and she, uh, does she successfully get in front of the car? Oh, you're, you're, you're close. So I'm not even going to make you roll for it. It's All fine. Right. Okay. Um, Zach, roll hold steady for me. Oh God. Come on. Uh, come on. Five and four plus two is 11. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is Zach's night. So Zach, with relative ease, you grab the top handle on your van and kick off the seat like you've done it a million times before and Zach now you're standing on top of your van in the rain what do you want to do okay hear me out Crazy. Zach reaches into his backpack and uh, grabs the t-shirt cannon <laughs> hoists it up to his shoulder and he's going to shoot the window like a fucking bazooka hoping that the t-shirt the opens up and blocks the driver's vision oh, <laughs> oh my god I love this just Amazing. like on top of the van, fucking plants his feet down and fucking has at her. He grumbles under his breath and says, the merch store is open. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm going to have you roll it's showtime and I'm going to, what's your, what's your highest stat, Zach? Uh, Zach is good at hot and cold equally. Let's have you roll cold. I want to be like you're reading the wind and the optimal way to shoot four this. Four and four plus two is ten. Oh my god. This is a wonderful yes. day for dice. Okay. So, Zach, you take your t-shirt gun and you fire your last shot. And it opens up like this tarp and it lands right on the front window of the getaway van of Bull Steel. And you can hear the driver, Kane, from your perspective, be like, Sergeant, I can't see! Oh, man. And Reed, from your perspective, you see Iris stands at the back of your van and jumps out and you see these rainbow translucent wings, like you saw before, kind of stretch out open and fly towards the getaway van. Holy shit, scratch that. This is not Farmer in the Dell. This is flippin' Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> so staying in Reed Moore's van, Iris, you see Kane holding on for dear life at the end of the van and Bull Steel quickly approaching. What do you do? Okay, uh, she's going to say, okay, well, here goes nothing. She still has the ferrets around her neck. Abdomens, here we come. <laughs> she's going to fly um, at, to grab Kane, and then she wants to, at the same time as she's flying over, say, see that guy going after that, that poor boy? Oh, yeah. I hate to say this, but do what you will. Oh, yes. Oh, to the abdomens we go. <laughs> takes them and throws them, throw, like tosses them in, and she's going to try and grab Kane and fly him, fly him, fly him. All right. It's showtime roll. Um, uh, what's your highest stat? Uh, hot. All right. I'm going to add hot to that because uh, you're doing it for love. It's a stretch, but fuck it. Oh, thanks. You're, you're a benevolent DM, Eric. Okay. Or GM. Okay. Woo, okay. I feel bad for Bull Steel with these ferrets. That's that's much worse than Kane. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's okay. It's a it's a seven. So Iris, you're hoping to grab Kane and fly him out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying to. Yeah, I think she wants to. If she can, pick him, pick him up, maybe. So this all happens in a pretty quick moment, Iris. So you unleash 
the ferrets onto mm -hmm. the back of this van. As Bullsteel's approaching, these two ferrets like, yeah, <coughs> abdomens! They jump right from Bullsteel's abdomen and just start scratching. He goes, oh, God! And he backs up and flings one of them to the front mm -hmm. of the driver. And it's just making havoc up front. It's fucking chaos. And Iris, you pick up Kane, and you can feel that anger and demonic energy flowing through him. He looks at you with these eyes oh, that don't even oh, look like his, oh. and he doesn't even remember you. He's just so tunnel-visioned right now. But, Iris, you do feel the van mm -hmm. jerk as the driver is complete chaos Ooh. up front goes, Oh my god, I can't fucking see what's happening! And Bullsteel's van just starts spinning out of control. Kane and Iris, you're ejected from it as you fly out. Can you land on top of Iris and Iris? You just see those demonic eyes looking back at you. Read from your perspective. Bullsteel's van spins and spins and spins, Ooh. crashes into a tree. The horn holds for a little bit, Ooh. and then silence rolls in the forest. Absolute bedlam on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to make headlines tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> so as Bull Steel's car is now crashing to the tree, the other two vans, you slow down, stop. And as everyone gets out, what you see is this demonic version of Kane, filled with anger and hate, pinned Iris down, heavy demonic breathing as he looks down on her with rage in his eyes, and thunder crashes around. And on that, our camera will fade away. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. Hi everyone, Eric, your MC here, just wanting to take the time to thank you so much for all of your support. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to share with your RPG-loving friends and family, and don't forget to follow us at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. If you enjoy the show and you want to hear a little more of our characters, I highly recommend that you check out our first secret arc, Leadership, that is a one-off arc featuring 11 players. And all of that can be found at www.talltaletheater.com with all of our information. You can get two of the episodes, the first one's released for free. Parts two and three can be yours for only $3, and that's over four hours of content. Thank you so much, everybody, for supporting the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. So, last we left everybody, Iris, you were pinned down by Kane's demonic version as hate is filled in his eyes and thunder and lightning fill the skies. So, let's jump back to Reed for a moment. Reed, how are you taking all of this in? 
he's just kind of watching, hoping that his camera buddy is getting all of this, uh, not sure what to do. And he's, while he's right in the thick of it, kind of like commenting like, this is it, this is the climax that we've been waiting for, it's going down. <laughs> Blue Steel has been identified. He's actually, he's in his microphone, which is attached to the camera, but he's actually kind of, for once, hiding behind his cameraman because he's a little bit afraid. <laughs> One thing he one thing he is not is a fighter, and he does not even want to get remotely involved, even though he might want to take credit for helping bust the story wide open. So that's he's kind of he's kind of narrating, commenting, no idea what's about to happen, but he knows this is like a climax of some sort. There's a lot riding on this. He just has no idea how much. Okay, okay, sounds good, Reed. Let's jump back to Iris. Iris, what are you doing right now? in this situation? Um, well, she's seen him like this once before, I think at Halloween. So she, yes. she kind of looks at him and goes, Kane, hey, what happened to you? Are you okay? I need to prove myself. What? I what, need what? to prove my strength. No, no, we're, we're here, we're helping. Where is he? And he tries okay. to like get up and look for Bullsteel because he has a job <laughs> to do. <laughs> no, no, Kane, Kane, he's, he's, he's going to jail. It's fine, everything's fine. She's grabbing onto his arm, trying to like stop him. Yeah, Iris, he's still so filled with anger and rage and demonic energy. It's going to take something big to snap him out of this, okay? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. She is going to uh, try and grab hold of him and fly him up into the air. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Roll plus dark to pick him up. Dark. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, That is, mm, it's a nine. Okay, so that's a partial success. So, Iris, this is going to work. You'll be able to pick him up. You just won't have very long. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to be in the air there. So, yeah, Kane, you just feel yourself getting embraced by Iris and picked up oh. and you're both lifted off the ground. What happens next? Um, she goes, Kane, Kane, you need to step out of it. You need to step out of it. You need to remember who you are. Um, um, you, you fell from the ceiling. You, uh, we, we, uh, we were in the hot tub together. And I think she's going to try and hold on to him and use dark to try and seep in all, like, the good memories into him. She's like, you have to come back to the light, Kane. And she's going to try and uh, inject like all like the good moments they've had together. And when he's been kind and like him promising not to harm another innocent person and just like all that stuff. And just, just make him see it in his mind. Yeah. Roll plus dark, please. <laughs> ah, that's an, that's an eight. <laughs> okay. So with that partial success, uh, what I'm going to say is, Iris, you do get through to him in the sense that your words do have effect, but Kane's going to have to roll to see if he can get out of it, right? So it's it's a little less specific than Dark itself. I'm going to let you roll out of this, obviously. So Kane, as she speaks to you, you just get hit with this flashback of all these moments with Iris, right? You remember holding hands with her as you're walking her to a shift at Coffee Josh's. <laughs> you remember sitting in a hot tub the first time you made love. You remember all these great memories, and the last one is just you two sitting <laughs> on a couch laughing together, just enjoying each other's presence, and, and that love is very much real, so... Uh, what what happens after that? She just keeps repeating as she's like holding on to him and letting him see this. She just keeps whispering in his ear like, choose the light, choose the light, come on, Kane, choose the light. Come back to the light. And she just keeps repeating it. And Kane, I'm going to let you roll plus dark to get out, and I'm going to give you plus one to this. Oh, okay. Uh, that'll because bring my... of how the love that yeah. you're feeling. That'll, that'll bring my dark all to the a three. Love. So his animalistic breathing it slows its pace and... And his eyes are still black, but he's sort of drops a little bit. He says, uh, Iris, 
And fuck no! Oh no! No! I rolled a three, uh -oh. so that's a six. Do you have any of Do you have anything of Evelyn's uh, rerolls? Oh yeah, I do. But you don't so, have to use okay. it. I ha I have to use it. I have. To Didn't you that. say that you were gonna use it for a rainy day? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is it. This is it. It's yeah. literally raining. All right, all right. New roll, new roll. Okay, that's a thirteen. <laughs> so, uh, Kane, play play this out for me. So he, his breathing slows down. He he says Iris for a moment, and he. It doesn't work at first, and he starts breathing heavily again, and he... Well, how do you describe it? You know, fuck it. He just... It works. He he slows, and he becomes so lethargic and tired as the veins slowly recede back to their normal color, and they're still red as if they're almost on fire from the energy that was going through him. His black in his eyes rolls back, and he... his He returns to normal, and his face is so beat up, and he just actually looks in Iris's eyes and he actually begins to sob a little bit. He just says, I, I had to. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, ha I had to do it. I it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It made me. It made me. I had to show I had to show it that I was stronger. Otherwise, terrible things were going to happen. I, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you're back. Um, She's she's going to look around um, for like, so we're surrounded. What are we surrounded by, Eric? There's some woods. Yeah, around you is mostly thick woods. You're, you know, pretty far up north from campus at this point. And you can hear Reed Moore talking to his assistant near the van. And you see Zach, Dr. Egan, and Evelyn get close to you, kind of just keeping an eye on you, making sure that everything's going to be okay. Where's Bullsteel right now? Yeah, where's, yeah. Uh, well, as far as you know, he's still in the van. It's crashed and there hasn't been any movement out of it. Um, Iris is going to, like, touch down on the ground, like, away from Bullsteel, kind of, like, behind where the camera guy is. Um, but, like, in a place where, like, the group can clearly see where she's landed, but, like, Reed hopefully can't. And, um, I don't know where Bullsteel is. So she touches down on the ground and she goes, Oh my god, Kane! Oh, I'm so happy! I don't know what you were doing, but it was really scary! We have a lot more to fear than you think. What? I'll tell you later. I need uh, to she, lay down. She's gonna, she's gonna, can I use sexual healing on him? Yeah, of course. Okay, she like, I feel like he starts to like fall to the ground and she just like, again, in her fashion, just kind of goes, no, 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 and, and rips open his shirt and puts her hands on his chest again and um, heals him for two harm. Okay, Dude, so Kane, you're you. healed for two harm there. So Iris, if you wanted to avoid Reed, you would have to have landed uh, more behind yeah, yeah, his yeah, van. Yeah. So what you did is you landed behind Reed's van closer to Zach's van while everyone's gathering around. And kind of uh, about 50 feet in front of you at this point, to the left in the muddy gully, lies the van that Bullsteel has. And as you all assemble at that point, you hear some sounds. And Iris, you see two small figures spring out of the van, the two ferrets, and they run over to you and they run up your shoulders and they're like, Haha, yes, we did get the abdomens after all. And they kind of high five. But then you see Bullsteel crawl his way out and he's got bones sticking out of his leg, a bloody oh face. God. He looks fucking horrible right now. What do you do? Zach is going to walk up to Bullsteel and go, Oh, dude, are you okay? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Zach Wilder. <laughs> Listen, man, we can, we can fucking go on with that all day. I just want to make sure you're safe, man. He's going to offer a hand uh, to help him up. 
as much as he doesn't want to, Zach, he finally agrees to, and he grabs your hand and he pulls up, but he just gets seized with pain and he drops back down. What Zach intended to do, instead of actually being a kind human, was steal his badge. You 100% did. Yes, Zephyr, yes. Yeah, Zach, he is so broken Damn. and distracted, he didn't notice shit. You nice. definitely have his badge. Jumping back to Reed Moore. Reed Moore, from your perspective, Zach and Bullsteel are probably about 10 feet in front of you to your left there. Um, what do you do in all this situation? Um, okay, I think I would say, I, I would kind of gather, I'd probably look to Iris <laughs> uh, and to Kane. I, no, I go to Kane. That's who I go to. I go to Kane. Okay, okay. And I would say, was he trying to kill you? Did he kill Abel Granfield? Did Bull Steel kill Abel Granfield? Whoa. In Ooh. Kane's mind, that's news to him. He's like, what the fuck? Um, I, and I'd be very, very, I'd come up to Kane. He's very, very hyper. Like, uh, like, I just need to hear you say it. Was did he? Was he? Did, did Bull Steel want to kill you? And do you know if he is also the one who was responsible for the killings on campus, specifically the killing of Abel Granfield after we found his badge on Abel's body? Your response, sir. He, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He, he looks to Bullsteel and sees him just laying on the ground of the damage that Kane did. And he thinks for a moment that really they're just pawns in his buddy's chess game and whatever's going on. And he actually does feel kind of bad for what he did and what Bullsteel's been going through, despite Bullsteel being a complete asshole. So Kane says, No. So uh, I think uh, Reed is shocked, stunned. <gasps> And uh, what what he would do, I think, is just microphone still in the face. He'd turn to his little camera guy. Kevin, you're, you're still recording all this? <laughs> I, I'm re recording, boss. Yep. He'd turn back to Kane and say, what was happening with you and Bullsteel? And do you know, I've been wanting to talk to you, do you know who killed Abel Granfield? <laughs> he he, he um, takes a breath and he says, the founding circle killed Abel. Founding circle. If you're watching this, whoever the fuck you are, we're on to you, and we're coming for you. You may have misled Bullsteel, and you may have misled us, but we're not going to stop until you're brought to justice. Bullsteel's innocent. Bullsteel is innocent. Reed kind of runs his hand through his hair and says, for fuck's sake, can someone tell me what the hell is going on here? Poor <laughs> <laughs> Reed. At that moment, you all see lights in the distance, flashing lights and the sound of sirens as many police officers and vehicles show up and Captain Fox Holly jumps out. She says, what in the hell is happening here? We heard the crash and... And she pauses and she sees Kane and she runs up to Kane and she says, good God, boy, are you okay? And she sees Bull Steel across from you on the street and says, did he do this to you? Tell me. Yes, he did, but he was misled. He was just trying to do his job. No one needs to do this when they do their job. Arrest him now. Bring him to the hospital. Take him under arrest. Eh, well, and I you tried. see that the, 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 that the cops walk over and they, they 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 help Bull Steel in, in a in 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 a, in a little bed, but they also arrest him to the bed, and they throw him in in an ambulance. You see, like an ambulance has come with the cops, and he gets put in in the back, and 
and she she goes, hold on, I he, he needs to stay, we have to keep him here, give him some morphine, in case we need him, we need to answer questions, keep him here for five minutes, then send him off. And she looks at everyone else, she goes, I demand answers now. Hmm. Uh, Reed, Reed also says, for crying out loud, that's all I've been trying to get since I got on this <laughs> fucked we, up campus. We, we, we were just, well, the rest of us were here because we were concerned about Kane. Yeah, Iris saw him get taken away by Bullsteel and... And I know uh, that Bullsteel can get a little carried away from from what he did during that, uh, that Christmas test, whether it was a midterm or uh, <laughs> an exam. Yes, we did put him on probation for that, but it doesn't seem to be enough. But more pressing right now is I have an angry mob insisting that they saw Bull Steel's badge at the scene of the crime, and yet we don't know where it is, so please tell me what is happening around here now. <laughs> Iris turns to Egan. <laughs> um, I, I believe they said that there was a, an officer that, that took it back for evidence. Well, whoever bagged it, nobody has it now. And Zach, you can feel the badge in your pocket right now. <laughs> and she looks back and she says, So please tell me, did Bull Steel do this? I need to know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's your job past this point. I don't know anything yes, about anything. I mean, all we know is that his uh, his badge was found with the body. I mean, perhaps somebody planted it there, but but I think that's your job, isn't it? To figure out what happened and to, to bring... Uh, bring the murderer of, uh, Abel, of Abel to justice? She looks at you and says, Thank you, Dr. Egan. I shall handle it. And she walks over to you, Reed Moore, and she says, What did you film, sir? All I know is I saw with my own two eyes <laughs> Blue Steel's badge with the body of Abel. I saw an altercation going on with this man, Kane and Blue Steel. If blue, if blue, if blue, bull, bull, bull steel, if bull steel, blue steel, if bull steel didn't kill Abel, I want to know who did. All signs point to yes. Fuck. If, if you have footage, I would like to see it, please. Uh, Brian, get the footage for this guy. Roll it back to him. Um, I, Iris uh, turns to Egan quietly and says, I think he clearly saw me with my wings, right? You guys could see me, right? Oh, I hear you over there, and uh, yes, I, I did, actually. That's going to be another story. We're going to talk after all this is done. Don't worry. Oh, man. So, Reed, I'm going to throw something out here. You filmed a lot tonight, right? Including this whole car chase. That's when you saw Iris with her wings out and stuff like that. So, I'm going to say that there exists two separate tapes, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, so yep. one of them is of the evidence in, like, the first half of what you were filming, and the next part, the one with Iris's wings, that's on a separate tape, so that kind of maximizes your influence, if that's all right. Sure, okay, cool, gotcha, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool, so you show her the first tape, then. And she watches it closely and stops and shakes her head and says, This is Bull Steel's badge, the serial numbers match up. Everyone throw him in the ambulance and take him to the hospital, he'll be going to jail after that. Uh, thank you for all of your help. And yeah, Bull Steel's thrown in the ambulance and driven away, leaving everybody alone at this point. So, Iris, you with your ferrets on either side of your shoulder, uh, what would you like to do now? Yeah, um, well, I guess two things. First, she, she turns to Kane and just, like, smiles at him and says, I can't believe you did that. You you, you tried to clear Bull Steel's name after everything he did to you, but you knew he was innocent. I'm, I'm so proud. He's he's the same as me, unfortunately. We have our friend in common. 
I mean, I wasn't going to try to push for it really hard. I said it once, and I mean, if they didn't take the bait, that's cool, but I, I did my part. <laughs> that's why I didn't say anything when she was here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, then she she she's, she turns and looks to, to, to Reed and says, What are you going to do with that tape? Well, I have a... I have a huge story to write. I might have a book to write about this. I'm going to roll a little outro in about two seconds with my cameraman, Kevin, over here. And then I'm going to get to uh, to cutting this story together. What I have, I think we have found our murderer. And it was your campus police officer. Why? What, what are you worried about the tape for? And I'm wa- and uh, Egan walks over and she kind of hears the uh, conversation. Is that is mm-hmm. that okay, Eric? Um, Sure. Okay, and uh, she looks at Reed and, and uh, she says, um, Oh, you have a little something on your shirt. And she kind of catches him off guard and then she locks eyes with him and she's going to use her hypnotic role. Oh, you, you better pray this fucking works, man. Otherwise, we're going to be in a lot of shit here. I still have two uses of... Yeah, I think I'm going to re-roll. I'm going to use Evelyn's uh, okay. choker. Oh. <laughs> 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 So, oh yes, okay. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, this is a ten, so it's gonna work. Yeah, so you lock eyes with Reed Moore, like you've done many other characters, and yeah, Reed, you just get back with these bloodshot hypnotic eyes. Yes, and she says, what? "You're going what? to hand over the tape that shows Iris flying. You no longer need it." I'm going to hand over the tape that shows Iris flying because. I no longer need it. God, he sounds smug even when he's hypnotized. <laughs> like, that sounded so cool. Hey, Julian, give her the tape with Iris flying. But, we don't but, need but, it. Reed, don't, don't you want the... Give her the tape, Julian, and get me a goddamn double-double. Okay, 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 <laughs> boss. He hands the tape to Egan, and he just takes off down the empty row going, Does anybody have a double-double, please? <laughs> <laughs> and oh and uh, Egan opens it up and takes out then breaks the tape <sighs> oh thank you and hands it to Iris oh, I was really scared there but... and Reed you snap out of it over the next few seconds and what you don't remember is the tape you don't even remember that there was a second tape at all but you remember everything else that transpired over the evening Right, I think what I would do at this point is, yeah, like you said, I snap out of it, I don't. I have no recollection of the tape at all. I pull a little pocket tape recorder, because I, 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 my guy's off getting me a coffee, and I click record and say, Murder 101, carnage at Oakhurst College, innocence lost, a tale of murder, betrayal, an inner circle, and yes, a donkey. I'm Reed Moore, AMBS. More to come on this story. I'm with you all the way. (laughs) Stops the tape recorder, puts it back in his pocket and says, thank you for cooperation, folks. We've solved a big one and you've given me the story of a career. Reed, thank you for your help. We really appreciate it. And I'm sorry about your nose. (laughs) It's no problem. I know a guy in LA who can fix it right up even better than it was before I was due for a little tune-up anyway. <laughs> so, which one of you wants to be my exclusive? Uh, What's an exclusive? 
And at that moment, you all hear a gentle whoosh and a clacking of a cane with a bone handle. And read more as you turn around. This is the first time you're seeing this person. You see an elderly man in a midnight blue suit with that very distinctive cane that I just mentioned. And he gets very close to you and says, Excuse me, but are you the award-winning, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Reed Moore? In the flesh, yes, I am indeed. And who are you, sir? <laughs> uh, they call me the chairman. The chairman? And what do you know about the murders here at Oakhurst College? I know many things about the college and all subjects, including how to do this. And he snaps his fingers. Reed, can you roll plus dark for me? Okay, plus dark. That is an eight. An eight, okay. Now, I don't normally do this. Usually, Ooh. the MC is not supposed to roll, but I did. And I rolled a 13 <laughs> on this move. So he locks eyes with you, Reed, and what you see from everyone else's perspective is Reed's face kind of glazes over. Uh, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. and Almost like he's being hypnotized, but not quite. And you hear the chairman speak to him. You cracked the case, Reed Moore. You actually discovered that Bull Steel's badge was, in fact, within the ground, and it seemed to have been stolen by one of his cohorts. You tracked him down single-handedly and found some students that uh, happened to have been hurt by Bull Steel, and you interviewed them, and using your prowess alone, you determined that he was, in fact, not only putting countless students in danger, but could easily have been the one that killed Abel Granfield. Here's your dossier. And out of his book, out of his coat, he hands you a dossier with a bunch of quote-unquote evidence. And he says, I think you understand. And he just touches your forehead, and you, everyone just sees like a flash of light kind of pulse through all of the veins of Reed. And it dissipates in Reed, you come to. And it's almost like we, we were going to reverse the entire day's events. And you think of yourself when you were walking around with Iris. Now your memory is just you walking around by yourself. When you were sneaking up behind the group in the shrub, it's just you by yourself sneaking up um, on the actual group walking, not the group in, in that alcove. Um, when you are driving next to Zach's van, your memory gets wiped and you're just driving by yourself following this car. And it's almost like everything got pulled out of you except that you solved this case and that you cracked the story. And when you come to, you're looking at five students that you remember just happened to stumble on this accident and they might know what, what happened, but this case you solved. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. like he's kind of reset the events of the day. <laughs> and he looks at the whole group and Kane, his eyes rest on you and he says... I know it doesn't feel any different, Kane, but the fact that you denied Bull Steel's involvement proves that you are a good person deep down. Goodbye. And he leaves. Uh, Reed, what are you doing now with all this information? Reed kind of shakes his head. As far as he knows, he's just kind of stunned by what just went down, that he just solved this entire case. He shakes his head. He, he kind of looks at all the students and smiles and is still in disbelief at what just happened. And he kind of says to himself, read more. Star reporter, no, read more. Nobel Prize, read more. A hero is born. Oh, I got to work on this. Uh, hey, you kids, uh, you all go to this school? I'd love to talk to you maybe sometime this week to get your take on what went down. I still got a lot to process myself. 
<laughs> I think Iris feels really sad for Reed a little bit that he just got his memory wiped, and she walks up and says, I think we're all a little tired right now after all the events, but, you know, if you're looking for a good cup of coffee, you can always go to Coffee Josh's. <laughs> Reed kind of smiles, pats, down, pats himself down for a cigarette, doesn't have any, and says, you know what? I'm always looking for a good cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, Iris, are, are, are you, like, bringing him to Coffee Josh's? Um, I think she she feels really kind of bad, because he was just looking for the truth, and uh, she kind of looks over at the others and, and, and says, What do we think? Should we all just... I don't know, but I think I might take him to Coffee Josh's. I could use a cup of coffee, sure. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Zach? I could go for a set. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, fine. Kane, yes? Yeah, yeah. Iris kind of like grabs his hand and says, I know, but just for a bit. I'm not saying hi to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, and so she smiles at Reed and says, okay, I'll show you the way. All right. Reed hops in his van. Anyone need a ride? Sure. Looks around for his uh, little camera guy, doesn't see him, and just kind of shrugs it off and says, fuck it. He's <laughs> running down the road. <laughs> yeah, you definitely find him like three or four kilometers down the road. <laughs> He's still running, looking for coffee. You pick him up finally, gets in the car, and our camera transitions to all of you sitting around Coffee Josh's. He's giving you delicious beverages. You see there's a few volunteers and people there. It's quite full, but Reed is getting all the information he can for you to kind of complete this beautiful master story. And after a few hours of finally some relative peace he leaves leaving you all in the coffee shop by yourself and on that our camera fades from everybody in this moment of peace finally upon the club our camera opens back up to the next day as everyone is watching the tv and it says this is an ambs news special report and good morning, welcome back. This is Read More AMBS News. You've been following, we've all been following, the nation has been following the story as the prominent son of a prominent family and, do and uh, donors to the college has gone missing. His body has been found and the murder has been pinned on campus police officer uh, Steel, Bull Steel. Uh, Bull Steel was arrested last night uh, for his uh, his part in the murder of at least one student, possibly more, and this just in, uh, you may have heard my account of this story and my hand in solving the case and linking Bullsteel to this death. I just want to report to you now, the story does continue. Uh, Bullsteel has gone missing. Uh, he went missing at the hospital and as of today, as of right now, as I make this report, Bull Steel has not been found. The story continues to unfold. I had a great conversation with some of the students who are putting the pieces together, but right now the story has evolved. Bull Steel is at large. Live from Oakhurst College, I'm Reed Moore, AMBS. <laughs> oh, shit. And after Reed Moore's update, as the AMBS News logo disappears, so does our camera fade away.
Our camera opens back up on the night before, with Bull Steel in ambulance on the way to the hospital. He is near unconscious on a stretcher in the back, just trying to catch his breath. And the camera pans forward to the two paramedics sitting in the front seats going, Can, can you believe that Bull Steel did this? No, I, I, I totally can't. Like, what happened? This, this campus used to be a safe place, and now all this weird shit is happening. Oh my god, look out! And appearing out of nowhere is a young boy with green eyes and a prep school uniform smiling. And the ambulance hits him square on. It doesn't phase the demon at all. He stays still as the van kind of wraps around him and does flips over him, oh crashing. And from the accident, Bull Steel is ejected from the ambulance where he too flies down the forest floor and breaks his other leg. And he just has to lay there completely consumed in pain and agony. And our camera shifts towards the accident. After it's flipped a few times, we see that it's landed in a very deep, muddy gully, already beginning to sink beneath the mud. Both of the paramedics have been killed. And as Bull Steel lays there with the rain falling on his face and the thunder all around him, he hears the gentle clack of dress shoes as the bestie approaches him and kneels down to get eye to eye with the completely helpless Bull Steel. His green, glowing, unsympathetic eyes just fixed on the barely alive sergeant just trying to fight for every breath of his life. And after several seconds of silence, just taking in how weak Bullsteel is, the bestie finally says to him, Well, I'm sorry, Bullsteel, but you proved to be weaker than Kane. What a shame. I was really hoping that you would win. I like your sense of style. So brutal. <laughs> and as the rain cascades down his face, you can hear Bull Steel just wheezing through his oxygen mask, just trying to form words, and all he can form is, Please, just, just give me another chance. <laughs> oh, it's too late for that, says the bestie. And the bestie goes, I am going to give you one thing, Bull Steel. Before I hold your soul forever and you sit in eternal torment, I'm going to let you know what you missed. And if everything goes wrong, you're going to know forever that it was all your fault, silly. And the bestie touches the ground, and you see this crimson light erupt from where he touches the ground, as if he's harnessing some sort of energy from the ground itself and showing Bullsteel what it means. And Bullsteel just takes it in, and you see again, he just begins to weep. This malignant, evil suffering that he's feeling is too much, and he goes, Please, I can do it. I'm afraid that you can't, silly. Goodbye! And with a quick, sudden move, the bestie takes two of his fingers and jabs them directly into Bullsteel's oh eyes. God. And as Bullsteel screams in absolute fury, his whole body is convulsing in anger and pain and sadness. The bestie moves his fingers in deep, hooks up, and pulls up the top of his skull, and you just hear a crack as the front of his skull essentially snapped in two and Bullsteel goes completely limp. And the bestie, with just a lazy flick of his hand, you see Bullsteel's immense body flies towards the ambulance in the gully and lands in the mud. And the bestie just holds out his hand, and with a wave again, the mud begins to consume all of the body in the ambulance as they sink into the very ground. And the bestie looks around, and he speaks to himself, saying, Well... I guess it will have to be Kane after all. Huh. How funny that we got here. Hmm? And he disappears, leaving the muddy gully containing the ambulance and bull steel 
alone forever. And on that, on this rainy, dismal scene, our camera fades away. And that's going to be it tonight, everybody, for Monster Hearts. I just want to again thank Dan McDonald so much for doing this arc with us. You're awesome. We'll catch you next time, folks. See you later. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs>